back. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we put out a podcast, but we're back. Again, my name's Austin, one of the co-hosts of the Riptide Podcast. Uh, this week, I actually have a special co-host. I have Dom with me. How's Dom, how you doing? How are you? Good. He was, uh, he was on with us uh, recently, a couple, couple uh, like a month ago, around there, you know, a few episodes back. Um, you want to just say something about yourself really quick? Yeah, how's it going? I'm a freshman currently. I'm going into a communication major, do photography, and I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you for coming with us. Um, so this week we have Jim from Advising, Senior Advisor. Really excited about that. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing well. So, uh, so we have you on because we want to talk a little bit about your career. We know that you're uh, you're retiring coming up, and uh, that's Same. that's obviously pretty exciting to start that chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to kind of just dive into your journey, um, some of your best moments, and uh, see if you have any advice for us as well. <laughs> awesome. But um, cool. All right. So uh, why don't we just dive right into it? Um, Fire so away. if we had to, if you had to. Um, say there was something overall uh, that drove you to get here, you know, what would you say brought you here to uh, UMass? My, my Nissan Rogue. Very funny. <laughs> yes, true, true, true. <laughs> oh, I, I see. Well, um, it, it was a long, strange journey. And um, I actually went to school at UMass Boston way back when you could major in fire and um, uh, carving. Fire. Cave carvings and you, things like that. You mean fire so like? A long time ago. Like yeah. like fire, like firefighter science? <laughs> no, oh. no I, I'm making another joke, but apparently. <laughs> oh, literally. Like, oh, wow. I completely. <laughs> literally right over fire, my head. Yeah. Anyway, it was a poor attempt. I'm sorry. No, it was my, good. My now I'm just clearly an airhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I. I uh, started out in an organization on campus called Academic Support and Advising. Back then, both offices were united. And um, my special, well, I did a little bit of everything. Um, my special assignment for uh, new student advising and registration was to sit by one of the English faculty members and make sure he didn't say anything that was too terribly wrong. Um, <laughs> right. So I was sort of the technical advisor. Um, I also worked um, extensively on the writing proficiency exam, which was in its infancy at that time. It was our office that was charged with the administration of the exam. So I, I, helped, I helped out the administrator, Jenna Montgomery. She was the first. And I also taught workshops helping students to prepare for the writing proficiency exam. I worked out um, a, a system of strategies that uh, worked out to be pretty successful, actually. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's how I started. And uh, then I left UMass Boston and went into the private sector. Um, and I did that for a few years. I worked for a bookstore chain started out um, just moving books around and then I became an assistant manager at one store and then a manager at another store and as I watched my soul get crushed and shrivel up um, (laughs) I happened to run into an old friend of mine who worked at UMass and he told me Larry Hanawalt he told me that um, there was an opening for an instructor at the Upward Bound program at UMass Boston so what, I, I uh, had this. What, what's the Upward Bound program? Upward Bound program is a federally funded program that serves um, students who are low income and first generation uh, college bound population that uh, is mostly at risk or not not as likely to go to college. 
um, and our job was to help with any educational deficits and to encourage students to, you know, live their dreams. Um, cool. I, and I loved it, Upward Bound. In fact, I was so excited about that opportunity that I just up and quit the company that I worked <laughs> for, and I, I had a, a future there, but it just wasn't the future I wanted. And so I left uh, for this very tenuous seasonal position, um, had no idea what I would do afterwards, but um, I became an instructor for the summer. Then a position opened up for assistant director, and uh, my very good friend, Frank, uh, who was one of the other instructors, encouraged me to apply for it, so I did. And that fall, I became the assistant director. And then a couple of years later, I became director, and that's where I was for 13 years. Wow, and that's impressive. And then there were, there were some changes in our administration, and I wound up at, at uh, the advising center, um, something I was familiar with, had a bit of a background. Sure, in. right. And, uh, and frankly, uh, uh, in many ways, a lot less demanding. It, it is kind of rough when you are responsible for the well-being of a hundred adolescents in a dormitory out in the uh, western part of the state. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that can, can be imagine. trying. You know, I, I I loved it and I loved the kids and it was just such a great experience. But I will tell you that at the end of the summer when those kids got on the bus for the very last time and headed back, it was almost as though somebody had lifted a boulder off me. I felt like I could <laughs> fly over the dorm. And, so and for, the, for the yeah. first time all summer, I realized what stress and pressure I was under that entire time. So, right. so with advising, there, uh, there's a different kind of stress and pressure, but nothing like. <laughs> nothing right. Like right. Both are really impactful. Yeah, yeah. And I, one much more than the others, one could say. And as much as I'd like to believe it, I'm no longer a teenager, so um, you know I have to take it a little easy on myself. That's cool. Very good. Yeah. So um so so let's let's real quick let's um let's jump into kind of your past, your college career. What did you major in? Oh, in college? okay. Yeah. Uh, well, another long, strange journey. I I too was first generation college bound. My father had the dream for me to go into um, uh, to go to the brand new UMass Boston Harbor campus that had just opened at that time, and uh, that was his dream. He wanted me to be a teacher. He was an electrician, and you know he felt that I should be a teacher, not an electrician. And now, when you look at the career opportunities, <laughs> maybe that wasn't the best <laughs> yeah. best advice. But, but that was yeah. that was sort of his dream. And uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book writer and and a singer, rock star, and uh, a, an actor. And I did all of those things as hobbies. Uh, but you know, and my father would say, uh, he'd encourage me. He'd say, "These are wonderful hobbies, but you have to be responsible. You have to work nine to five, you know." And and for him, he thought that being a teacher was responsible. Little, little did he know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this I then did. I went I went to college and became a teacher. Um, and, uh, and I think I've lost track of the question. What? No, so I was asking <laughs> what, what you actually majored in. Oh, but, what I majored yeah, in? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, this yes. is definitely obviously, you know, applicable to the question because sure. it kind of gets at what was the kind of push <laughs> for you to force. be going to college, right? Yeah. But, Sometimes uh, my mind wanders, so feel, as does feel mine. Free to, <laughs> right? feel free to say, stop that. Get back to the question. That's no, not what I asked you. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I 
went to college. Um, my first major was theater. I had actually been accepted to the New England School of Broadcasting because my principal at my high school wanted, encouraged me to go into broadcasting. I used to do the announcements at my school, and they thought that I did a good job, and they thought, this kid's got a career in that. Nothing else but that, you know. Interesting. So, so really I applied, cool. and they went up in their tuition. It was sort of like going to Harvard, and I said, forget <laughs> that. You know, where am I going to get the money for this? And, um, UMass Boston was an affordable alternative, and I said, well, I could major in theater. That's, that's pretty close. Good. Yeah, yeah that that's puts me on the right track. So I majored in theater, and uh, it wasn't exactly what I expected. I wound up changing my major to English. I minored in philosophy. I did a program in uh, religion, a study of religion, religious ethics. Yeah. Uh, my favorite teacher was Richard Horsley. Um, he was here a long time ago. He was wonderful. I took so many courses with him, and he was the chair of the study of religion department. Um, but I got interested in a whole bunch of things, and at that time I was also trying to write the great American novel, or at least my great American novel. Right, that's and, really cool. You wow. Know, <laughs> something I learned about um, education, you know, I hear, I hear the complaints all the time from students. Um, why do I have to take this course? I'm not even interested in it. It's not related to my major. And my advice, my best advice about that is, You've got to find your own purpose for everything you do. And that and my purpose was yeah. I'm learning from my sociology course, my political science course, all the different courses contributed something to the crafting of this novel. So, you know, and I realized Interesting, at the time, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a really good that's what you gotta do. You gotta impose your own meaning yeah. on what you do. And and find a way to make it interesting to you. Huh. Teachers are not your entertainers. <laughs> That's not what they're right. paid for. Yeah. They're there to uh, provide their vast knowledge, and you've got to meet them halfway and figure out how to access that and get that's past really, the boring parts. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. It's it shows like that throughout all the required classes, where some people might see them as like useless or just boring. That you know, like part of like that whole opening your mind up to different different ideologies and different pathways, mm -hmm. like that's really where that can shine. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely some sound advice though, for sure. Oh, 100%. I've seen it in my own, my own experience, you know, that <laughs> frustration, but you gotta well, remind the, yourself. The only real advantage to getting to be an old guy like me is that um, you have all that stuff to look back on and reflect on. Yeah. Right, that's really cool. So moving forward from that, what are some of the like, guys, I can imagine you learn a lot um, having worked here for as long as you have, what are some things that you've picked up along the way throughout your time here that you wish students um, knew or that you could that you could give some of that reflection on to? Mm. That's, a, a, that's an interesting question to me because I would separate it. There are things I've learned here, and there are things that I wish students would learn here. And I would liken it to... Um, a veteran, someone who comes back from a war uh, situation, there are things that they've learned. And I'm pretty sure they don't wish that learning on anyone Interesting, else. Interesting, yeah. That's a really cool yeah. analogy. So, so um, things I've learned for my own purposes. Not everyone has the purest motives. 
never expect <laughs> rewards or overt, overt appreciation. Stay focused on the job. The job has to be its own reward in all cases. And thinking outside of the box is usually discouraged. You have to fight for that. Now, students, I wish, wish all of my students knew this. First and foremost, it's okay to make mistakes. All the students I work with are absolutely terrified of doing something wrong. And I try to assure them, you know what? You don't learn anything if you accidentally do it right. This is how we learn. We make mistakes, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah. Those who That's know me, valid. Yeah. those who, who know me know that one of my favorite movies of all time, Batman Begins. And the moral of that story is, why do we fall so that we may learn to pick ourselves up? And that, a, that is the lesson of life. Um, Damn, throwback. That was like my favorite movie when yeah. I was a kid, like for sure. That's <laughs> a big movie. one. That movie scared me so bad. Really? Well, oh, man. Well, that so was younger when it came out, right? True, true. That so, was part of yeah. the intent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, now, the second thing is always participate in your education. Don't be passive. Find a way to engage, like uh, what we were talking about before, imposing a meaning, imposing a purpose for what, what you're doing. Um, and finally, question everything. Everyone has something to teach and even more to learn. Wow. Those Interesting. Are some really good pieces of advice, both for students and, like, the things that you've said that you've learned along the way, like yeah. those are all really good pieces of just perspective, if nonetheless, you know? Yeah. And I find that like really cool because about like, not to get personal or anything, but like throughout my high school years, I, I know a lot of people who've come here were exactly that. They were very passive in high mm. school and they're taking this opportunity now to try to get more involved, trying right. to get more into college. Like I think on the podcast episode yeah, that I was on. we've talked about that, yeah. Me and Alina were talking almost about that exact thing, like getting involved and being part of this campus. Like there's so much more to it than like you have the opportunity to sometimes in high school mm. because of the, you know, the the, uh, the horizons are just so much more expanded. You know, there's yeah. the scope is just... I also think like you start to take it more seriously as you move forward too. I think like in high school for me as well, like I was like, passive i did not do anything at all like i should have done so much <laughs> yeah. more and you know then you move forward and you realize that you gotta you gotta take those chances for yourself so that's pretty yeah it is cool definitely important for sure yeah so what is like um because i know like there are so many people here as well who are struggling with their ideas of majors mm. and making those kinds of mistakes thinking oh my god did i make a mistake coming in here picking this one major i know that's something that i dealt with myself i was an it major and now uh, moving into communication and um, mm -hmm. my advisors who I work with gave me some really sound advice that, you know, that really helped me throughout that time. So what is maybe one or a couple of things that you have to say for people who are um, not so sure on their current major, if they, you know, having second thoughts? Sure. And, and my special assignment in the advising center is I work with a population we've come to refer to as the hopefuls, students who are hoping to get into the College of Nursing or Health Science. Uh, or a health science program, uh, college of management, students trying to get into that. Um, and, you know, they, and they are very extremely different populations. Students trying to become uh, students in the college of management are real different from students who are trying to be nurses. <laughs> right. Students trying to be nurses are, are driven and motivated by and large by the passion for the, 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 the career. Field. And, you know, nursing is... is um, 
not a halfway thing for them. It's not, it's not, well, I think I'll try this out and see if I like it. Nothing, right. yeah, nothing like, like that at all. Can't just you know? dip your toes. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full, full <laughs> cannonball in. Sending it right there. The students <laughs> I talk to who are interested in nursing, the first question I ask them, why do you want to be a nurse? And the best answer, that when I know I've got a legit, legitimate uh, nursing opal, it's all I've ever wanted to be. It's who I am. It defines me, you know. Management hopefuls um, often pursue management for all the wrong reasons. They think that this is the stepping stone to a great career. Oh, that's so wrong, you know. And, and what, I, what I tell them is this. All undergraduate majors are equal. They all mean the same thing, that you have some writing experience, some critical thinking and reasoning and, and writing experience, and, and some math skills, maybe not so much uh, in my case, uh, <laughs> and, um, and that you've, you've been exposed to a broad range of subjects and a little bit more in one subject, and that's basically what an undergraduate degree is. The most important thing we do is, is help students develop their critical thinking skills when we're able to do that. That's, our, that's the measure of yeah. our success. Um, so yeah, they're all like that. And I, I tell students, you know, you can be a CEO if you were a philosophy major. Go ask Bill Gates. And, and this is for real. I used to joke about this until I found out there were really studies about this, that philosophy majors have a better shot at medical school than either biology or chemistry majors. Really? Wow. So, so yeah, you're not constrained in any way. And the only exception, the only exception to that is nursing. You can't be a nurse unless you go through a nursing program. Yeah, of course. All right? But just because you're in management doesn't mean you're going to be a CEO, you know? Right. And, yeah. and the bottom line is this. I tell students, you need to find what you love, okay? Because the purpose of an undergraduate degree is to get a graduate degree. To get a graduate degree, you need a great GPA. To get a great GPA, you major in the thing you're going to get the most A's in pure and simple so oh, whatever yeah. it is you love if you love classical studies awesome major in that you're going to get a lot of terrific grades you know right. um, or you might love english or you might love uh, yeah oh i don't know environmental science or you might love management and and that's the reason to major in it because you enjoy it you're going to get good grades and there it is all right so yeah that's that's my advice to students they they have to find what ignites their passion and that is after all what the general education curriculum is all about it kind of forces students to test drive different things things maybe that they were never exposed to before right yeah like all the <clears throat> excuse me all like the different distributions that sure, are required yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that 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 point kind of resonates with one of your other topics how you how you mentioned that uh that they they need to like a person needs to go into their their job for instance and the job needs to just be the the satisfaction almost like right. the point exactly. um and i think that 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 kind of coincides with what you just said where you're gonna you need to major in the thing that like on a daily basis right. will matter and not look as far forward as like oh i'm gonna be a ceo because i'm a management major right, so i think that's right. definitely exactly. that resonates with me i like that that's interesting yeah, and same, <laughs> same here i've always heard the quote growing up you know 
do the thing as you know do the professional thing that you love to do right. and you'll never work a day in your life or something along the lines of that you know yeah. find something you love do that professionally and you'll never work a day in your life and that also kind of resonates more or less with what we were all just talking yeah. about yeah that's really Absolutely. interesting to yeah. see like the different takes on that so let's switch up just a little bit um this is an interesting kind of curiosity that we have for you but um would you say you have a motto uh, or or uh, something that you sort of go by in a way. Yeah, and and that's um, not necessarily something I've learned from the job, but the job has certainly validated it. It may be something I've learned from my experiences in entertainment, and, okay. and I mentioned I think I mentioned earlier that I've I've been a mobile DJ for the majority of my life and I've also done actual production work for real radio stations as well and um, so I've had that kind of experience. Um, the most important thing in performance in, in any in theater and in, in especially when you're an MC a DJ, the most important thing is to know your audience. And the only way know you your know audience. your audience is to pay close, close, close attention to them. Watch their reactions. Don't don't assume anything. Don't don't um, don't impose your own uh, standards or thoughts on on what they're doing. You watch. You learn how to reach them and motivate them. And working with students is no different. You know, the, the, a bad teacher is one who just does it the way they've always done it or teaches the way that they learned it, you know? Yeah. And a good teacher is someone who, who looks at a student, sees the confusion, doesn't blame the student for being confused, rather blames himself and asks the question, now how can I do this differently to try to reach that student? And that's yeah. That's I think probably the most important thing. Now I don't I don't know how you make that a motto, but yeah, know. I think it's definitely like <laughs> that is yeah, so audience, like yeah. it's crazy because I mean, fun for the most part, I've had really good experiences with both professionals in other sectors of my life, but particularly professors in college, I've had good experiences. Yeah. But I definitely think there are still some, you know, some some people that have teaching methods that they won't treat as like adaptable they don't want to they don't want to move there you know they don't want to be right. flexible they just want to do the job and leave and and uh, uh, can I and share i think with it's you I, I have a, a feel free yes i hate powerpoints oh my oh, god oh man yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. and, and uh, even in our own um in the advising world during orientation we use powerpoints we use that one-dimensional Here's the lecture. Listen carefully. Then we expect you to repeat everything we've said and, and internalize it. Now, number one, students now grew up with technology, and and they're used to accessing things on personal devices. They're used to being engaged on that level, and I've always felt, let's get rid of the lectures and the PowerPoints. Let's guide students along as they're actually doing it on their tablet, on their laptop. Again, there's there's this mistaken assumption that because I learned it this way, everybody learns it this right. way. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't take into account all of the changes in the generations as, as time goes on, you know. And I mentioned earlier that I, uh, at the beginning of my career, I had extensive experience working with student veterans. 
and uh, at that time they were Vietnam era veterans, but that has persisted through the years. And I'm not a veteran, but you know, for some reason I connect with student veterans. Um, a while back, I was uh, I did a um, presentation at Nakata, which is a professional organization oh, okay. for for um, advisors about serving student veterans. At the time, we had a new crop of veterans from uh, the Gulf who were you know, coming to the university. There was a new GI Bill, of, an update of the GI Bill, so we had the opportunity to attract student veterans. And so basically, I, I um, consulted with uh, the, the director of the Student Veterans Center, got her very involved in the project, and together we put together this presentation that covered all of the issues that you might be inclined to cover, but I, I have to admit, I shamelessly stole someone's statement from a workshop I had attended, <laughs> which, and I, and I loved it so much that I made it the theme of the presentation. After, after all this information, you know, uh, my conclusion was, once you've met one veteran, you've met one veteran. And that's true for absolutely every single student group there is. Yeah. Everyone's an individual. Right. Yeah. You can't assume anything, you know. I mean, oh, that's, I love that's, that's, actually. that's, that's life really in general. I love right? that, yeah. It took right. me a minute to process yeah. that. No, I was going to yeah. say, at first I was like, yeah, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, but now I'm like, right. that's yeah. so true. There's no you... blanket ability yeah. for students. Right. And, yeah. and students will always surprise you. So just like... <laughs> the DJ world, okay, sure, yeah. um, you know, you can't assume anything. I remember doing a Christmas party once uh, as a DJ, and I had been hired by the secretary of this company. They were kind of a think tank, and, and the party was in Cambridge. Um, I should have spotted some of the clues, you know. That, uh, so I'm playing all this top 40 stuff, you know, and, and things that the secretary had told me she she liked, apparently. Right. And apparently she was the only one who liked these things. Oh, and finally on the microphone I said, come on now, what, you know. What do you guys want to hear? Do you want to, what do you want to dance to? And some guy yelled back something good. You know, DJs love that kind of interaction. Yeah. And, and I said, okay, what do you think is good? And he yelled back Kate Bush. And I said, that's awesome. I love Kate Bush, you know. Cool. And, yeah, and, that, there you go. and yeah. that immediately put me on the right track. Now we're talking new wave uh, music. We're talking um, alternative rock and all that sort of thing. And, and this may not be a dancing crowd because that's not necessarily dancing music, but at least I was able to finally tune in. But I made an assumption that the secretary knew what she was talking right. about. Right. And, and, and I, I realized, oh, wow, what a foolish mistake. that I, right. I don't usually look superficially at things like that. So, yeah, same skills. It's, it's just about being aware and, yeah. and thinking things through and asking the person for their own feedback. Tell me about yourself. You know what? Um, how do you find it easier to learn? What you know? Right. Just having a, a normal conversation with someone. Absolutely. I think it's it's that's important too because like like you said like there isn't a like how you said Dom like there isn't like a blanket that you can just throw over a group of people. I mean that's totally right. true. They talk about all these statistics that apply to this group yeah. and that group, and it's like yeah, yeah, to some degree like that's a good maybe a good preface to start with but it's not an assumption it's a almost like a, you can bring it up and maybe it's a question 
but one as size a, as a, never fits right, all. Yeah, no you matter have to be what so, eBay tells you. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's very um, true. All right. So now I want to um, shift into uh, some more UMass related stuff that's sure. personal to you. Um, okay. And I'm kind of skipping along here. That's all right. Um, so if you had to pick, do you have any like fun or like favorite memories of your time here? Too many to go into. To really, it's literally too many. And I, I told you about all the different scenarios. I, from being a student, oh my God, I had so <laughs> many uh, yeah. great memories. Uh, um, teachers, just uh, faculty, I, I miss terribly who made an impression on me. I remember Lenny Kirsch, who was my economics professor, and Lenny had all of these very colorful expressions. Um, and <laughs> my friend George and I once told Lenny, you know, we, we've collected your expressions. We call them Lennyisms. And, and I'm going to date myself. He said to us, that's like Nixon quoting Plato. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that That's was a fun. great diss at the time, believe me. Um, That's hilarious, actually. So, so yes, yeah, so many interactions like that. Um, you know, upward bound, my God, so many. Uh, just, um, But I think if I could characterize the things that made make the biggest impression on me, um, when a nursing hopeful gets into nursing, you that's know, that's and, a warm one. That's, that's nice. That's yeah. as exciting to me as it is to them because <laughs> it is so rare. Um, but in general, when and I put students through their paces, I don't. I, I I have a strict philosophy. I will not do this for you. I will spend all the time in the world teaching you how to do it. Right. Because I don't want you to leave me feeling helpless. I don't want you to leave me feeling like you need me or else you can't do this thing, you know. And if, if you leave with that feeling, I have failed, you know. That's right. the, so the, the look I get or the reaction I get from students who suddenly discover that they can do something they used to think was impossible, they, that's the greatest feeling, and that's not yeah, any one. That's, really nice. that's right. so many interactions, you know, and, and so many times students, you know, look stunned when they make this realization. That was easy, and and they thank me, you know. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, like enabling people to act on yeah. what their true potential is. Absolutely. You don't have to thank me. That's my job. You know, that's, a, uh, that's, yeah. that's what this is about, right? You know, right. That's, no, that's very interesting. Yeah. So moving off of that, like with any you know favorite memories, what is something that you would, you know, you hope that the students nowadays take from their experiences throughout UMass Boston as a student and you know being involved on campus? Well, like I um, like I was alluding to before, I, I guess the the um, outcome is to be independent. You know, yeah. a, a free yeah. a free thinker. Um, I actually wrote some notes. Let's see. <laughs> Always good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Being prepared. What's nice is we have the ability to update the <laughs> podcast later. You know, we can oh, always oh, cut out any, nice, any moments. Nice, yeah, right. Nice. Like smooth transition. Not, not on the Technically air. Good, not on good. the air. Yeah, All we're right. good. Well, any part <laughs> I mean, this is funny, so we might keep Feel it, free to yeah. cut it up. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, uh, no, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, the independence, the, that what I was just talking about, uh, critical thinking skills. I mentioned yeah. before that that's 
that is something that if a university fails to help a student develop those skills, it's really failed big time. Right. And, and all one needs to do is look at the political horizon these days to see that there's been a massive failure at critical thinking or even... <laughs> Throwing the shade. <laughs> That's um, really funny. That's cool. A sense of obligation to give back, to reach back, as Michelle Obama once beautifully said, um, and and speaking of my favorite fantasy character, Dark Knight Rises. Remember when Bruce pulls himself out of that that cave? Yeah. Right. What's the first thing he does? Takes the rope and throws it back. Wow. Ooh. That was a powerful image. Yeah. Right. So. That's an analysis. I didn't even think about that. I need to start. The way you watch movies is making me think I need to watch more intensely. (laughs) Former former English major. All right, let me me really blow your mind, okay? So so the villain was Bane, right? And, and of course, Batman's the hero. Well, both of them have this in common. They wear masks to conceal their pain. Yeah. Bruce moves beyond his mask. Bane never does. Wow. (sighs) Man. So <laughs> some deep themes, though. I love that stuff. I love hearing about that. It makes me want to take like a film analysis class. Yeah. You know, I think they like they, a, they do a ton of that, like film oh, sure. study and right. cinematic study. Sure. Like, you Absolutely. know, oh man, oh this that's is getting, really cool. Getting the gears turning. Yeah. So yeah. and that, and that's yeah. really cool how you can relate so so many things just back to your time at UMass. You know, oh, sure. using your success to inspire others, using your you know what you've learned to. And once again, enable other people to follow their dreams and their goals to achieve those. I think that's really that's really respectable, and that's really that's really interesting coming from, you know, somebody who who is an advisor at this school. You know, because I, not not to say that like I know all, but from what I have experienced so far in my time here, you know, the advisors aren't really given enough light to talk mm-hmm. about what it is they actually do, like what their what their goals are and what That's their responsibilities are. That's interesting you say that. Yeah, I do feel like a lot yeah. of times the focus, yeah, there it, there's a lot more that advisors can do as well. Um, and and I feel like you don't even realize like how much they do. Oh, it's crazy right. actually. That's, you know, that is the volume of students we have to see, there's often not the time to delve too deep. Oh, definitely but, not, yeah. But, you know, I, as I mentioned, I, I have a particular population. These are kids who are aspiring to do something different, or maybe they're they're lost in the search for what that is. So that sure. that gives me more opportunity to go in go into those areas, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm often, and I lo- I'm very anecdotal. I, I love using anecdotes. Um, I use the popular film stuff, and, yeah. and kids can relate to that because they saw that movie. Of and, course. And, oh, I never thought of it that way. And, you know, the place where I really am old school is music, you know. But <laughs> there was once a time when there, there was this job in music. It was called lyricist. Uh, they actually wrote things. And, right. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and, we don't have those anymore. <laughs> no, it's just, Kate Bush was one, um, Elvis Costello, one of my faves, and uh, Billy Joel yeah. was an awesome writer. And he, you know, and, uh, a verse he had in a song coincidentally called James um, was, it, it was kind of the point of the song, do what's good for you or you're not good for anybody. Oh wow, that's that's harsh. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. true. Oh, it yeah. is true. Yeah. the The song is about he. It's Billy Joel, the songwriter, 
Um, you know, he said, I went on the road while you pursued an education. And he talks about this guy, James, as um, you've been busy carrying the weight of family pride, you know. Um, are, are you happy? Are you fulfilling what, you, you know? It, it's um, a, a great song, a deep song, and he wrote it about someone who used to teach here at UMass Boston. Really? Billy Joel wrote that about, yeah. really. James Lee Grove, a man I took several courses with. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's got to be quite an intense thing to know that that song's about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Like, oh, man. That's, uh, that's some, wow, that's... That's that's cool though. That's yeah. I mean, so actually, I'm curious if you would know this. Just a particular curiosity: Did Billy Joel play nightclubs out in California before he was famous? Not sure about California. Certainly New York. Uh, New York. Pian- Piano Man was all. About, oh yeah, about he, he, that he did. Yeah. I know he did now because I remember my grandfather told me that he went in to see the Piano Man when he was out in mm-hmm. uh, out in California, um, and that's what it, they titled the shows every time. And it was right. just some yeah. dude playing the piano, but it was Billy Joel before right. he was. You know, blowing up and being yeah, all over that, the place. You know? That song that's was crazy. about the early days, and wow. and that's and he never lost that. I I did see him at uh, I think they called it the well, it was still the Boston Garden. It was just about to become the Tweeter Center. Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, Billy Joel worked this massive place as if he were working in a piano bar, wow. with with all that intimacy and all of that audience connection. He, He's a great entertainer. He really is, um, and an even better lyricist. Some of the lyrics that he uh, he's written have, well, you know, yeah, inspired uh, mottos. Though I recommend that song. One of his favorites is the song Vienna. Vienna. Um, okay, yeah. I do actually know a good amount of his stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not so familiar myself. Yeah, but. he's. I I don't know a lot of like of the older stuff, but I definitely. Uh, I feel like he's just prominent. I honestly don't know why, but I just picked him up through like YouTube or something. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's funny that you say that. But um, he's a storyteller. Yeah. That's yeah. really now, interesting. Ellis Costello, check him out. Uh, Ellis Costello. He was there was once a time when he was cool in the '80s and a little bit in the '90s. But uh, well, if he, you know anything about nowadays, what's cool in the '80s is going to be cool now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. If you see all those comebacks, yeah. But um. Anyway, let's jump into it. I think we have time for one more quick question. Sure, yes. Um, this is a kind of like a big one now. All right. You've had, obviously, some good experiences here, mm-hmm. but what are you looking forward to? Retirement's the next chapter. Yeah. Do you have anything particular you're excited about? Absolutely. Um, what would that and, be? And it's funny because I always I have referred to it as Chapter 2. Chapter, um, two. <laughs> chapter I, 2. I mentioned that my father had a plan for me, yeah. and I gave him the first 35 years. Now the next thirty-five are mine. Ooh, that's really cool. And I am going to do all the things that I always wanted to do. I have, um, you know, a theat- several theatrical projects. Um, that's so exciting. One, one that I don't want to um, tip my hand on. It's it's of kind of a club thing. Yeah. That uh, I think could get to be kind of big. Nice. I'm really, I'm so pumped to hear this right now. This is like getting my gears turning. I'm like, I've worked for years as a haunt actor in haunted houses. And, you know, um, I look forward to doing more of that um, as the theatrical stuff. Maybe more in music, uh, writing. You know, I've I've got a 
lot of ideas for things I'd like to write. And the thing is, when you're working full time, hard to find it for all of this stuff. You know, you squeeze it in when you can. But I'm going to make it the main thing. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Crazy. That's so awesome. So pumped for you. That's 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 great. great. I feel like that's how I'm at too. Where I'm like, I got to do the bio degree, but I also know like I'm a photographer, and so I'm like trying to kind of finesse a career in that at the same time. And it's so hard to. Yeah. want to do both and always you know. remember do what's good for you or yeah you're, you're right yeah right. and that exactly. that's what i'm starting to lean towards which is the wild <laughs> i never knew i would but yeah. I, I think i am so that's um really cool. wow that i'm i'm still like back on that that's i'm pumped for you that's really exciting um and good luck seriously but i'm i'm excited Entirely. i'd love to see you know what you do you know for well, sure something you mentioned earlier um, if you're doing what you love it's not work yeah right. that's true yeah now um do you plan to I, I would love for you to like reach out reach out and uh and and update and or just yeah i mean that would be amazing to you know hear what goes on in the future for you um because that's really cool yeah, yeah. Um, well i've always felt like you know especially with the theatrical enterprises um uh that people run haunted houses miss out when they don't tap the local university's theater department yeah yeah right, yeah for there, there was talent. one haunt of um they weren't in business last year, but this year rather, they were for the past two years. And they started out by getting college students who were theater majors, and they were absolutely the best haunt around, wow. just because of the quality of the acting. You know, plus it was a great experience for the students. They, you know, um, so yeah, uh, there there is that. That's very. It's cool. really awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. This My has been really pleasure. nice. Such My a nice pleasure. little conversation we had. Oh yeah. Dom, again, thank you for coming on. Anytime, buddy. Yeah, that My was pleasure. great. All right, signing off, guys. Uh, tune in next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, UMB Podcast. That's UMB Podcast, and uh, you'll hear from us next time.